everybody. Welcome to Game Off Podcast, episode number 10. We made it to double digits. How great is Ooh. that? I'm so psyched. <laughs> yeah. This week, we got some interesting news. Dead Island 2 has now been migrated to its third developer. So it's going <laughs> to lead into our discussion of whether THQ are monetary masterminds or too much money for their own good. Um, we'll follow that up with a fireside chat. Or me and Andy ask each other questions. No thanks to our producer this week, uh, Demetrius. And then we have a showcase of the week. Uh, we got uh, what, do, what do you got for us this week, Andy? Uh, I'm gonna be talking about that phenomenal new series entry in the series of really well written, scripted, uh, linear story based games, Wolfenstein. That Wolfenstein Youngblood game that came Wolfenstein out. Wolfenstein Youngblood. All right. Yeah. And I got uh, Rage Two. So you you might say we have a bit of a Bethesda off this week. <laughs> All right, so straight into our news. Yeah, let's uh, go right into the news. Yeah, so the the, the quote unquote news came out today that um, Dead Island Two, a game that's been in development since 2014, I think, or at least when it was first announced, is announced today that they had switched developers, uh, switched to their third development team. Um, none of these are in, oh, no, the latest is an in-house team. Previously, it was under development by Jaeger, um, who was famous for Spec Ops The Line, a yep. popular shooter narrative game um, It was in the, the Xbox 360, PS3 era. Yeah, back um, in, uh, I think, 2012. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they, at some point they shifted development over to Sumo Digital, who recently released, uh, Crackdown 3 from Microsoft and Sonic Team Racing. Uh, <laughs> apparently they just couldn't handle the development of Dead Island 2 for whatever reason. Um, they were the, so- um, Sumo, Sumo was the one that used to be Infogrames, right? Or had a bunch of the guys from Infogrames or Infogrames, uh, however that's pronounced. Yeah, that might be the case. I don't think it's a very storied studio, so I would you, have to assume. What are you that talking they... about? Didn't they make a split second? Did they? I think so. You remember that? That was a great game. Well, then it exp- <laughs> that exp- that's a good game. It explains why <laughs> they would get get involved in uh, Sonic Team Racing then a bit more. Because when I saw mm-hmm. that in their uh, collection, I was like, who? How did they get hired by fucking Sega to make a carding game? Like looking at their repertoire. So I'm a little confused because I would have put Dead Island 2 as one of those games that just isn't going to exist. I would have just written it off as, okay, well, they they aren't doing, they made that, what was that, what was that top-down one that they made? Oh, the, the one that came out with that was bundled with there was like an arcade shooter or something that came out yeah it, but it well, came out was like the, the remasters of riptide and the original uh, oh it's was it escape dead island or something like that yeah yeah something like that the, there was one was like 2d right yeah yeah there was a 2d one um i would have thought that this had just this had just died that that once techland moved on it, this was just a a dead IP, which is fine. You know, I, I was fine with it being done. Yeah. I mean, looking back, the game doesn't really hold much water. And I had read some commentary today that 
even said went as far as saying that it was a terrible game and that most people were tricked by like amazing trailers for the game. And oh, it I, that sold well. That was tra- actually very good. I don't know what you call that when you release a trailer that is so different from the final product, because like having that, you remember that trailer that came out, Lying? right? Yeah. Well, dude. it's it's hard with a cinematic trailer because like it's it wasn't meant to be representative of gameplay, but it definitely wasn't. To go from that that beautiful cinematic trailer with that music playing backwards to a game that opens with that song "Who Do You Voodoo Bitch," and then goes <laughs> into like nonsense uh, uh, zombie killing, it was just. I remember playing that. I remember getting that game when it came out, very excited for it, and playing through it for an hour and thinking, "I don't know. Did I buy the wrong game?" <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a bad trend that's been going on for a while, clearly, because that game came out when? 2009, 2010? Yeah, that's yeah, that's right about there. And actually, a, a funny story about Dead Island. I That was back when I had a gaming laptop. It, it was a good laptop. You know, it, it played games very well. It had, I don't remember what the, the specs of it were, but it was able to handle, like, Skyrim on full. And on uh, Skyrim on Ultra and all that stuff. So it was a good gaming laptop. Dios. But for some reason, Dead Island, it couldn't do any any of the effects. So I couldn't see any of the acid or fire or electrical effects on screen. It just wouldn't render them. Oh. And so when I played co-op, I'd need whoever I was playing with to tell me when I was standing in fire. <laughs> what's what's doing damage to me right now? <laughs> that was like, I was looking at, why am I taking damage? Andy, you're standing in fire again. Oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. <laughs> How can you tell? Shows up as fire. Yeah. On my screen. Yeah. I would look. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. There's me standing in a big pile of fire there. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I get Dead Island and I think Dead Island, you know, launched us very nicely to what was the name of the uh, Dying Light? Was that the name of the, the, the parkour one? Yeah. 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 Like that was a nice. Okay. We did Dead Island. We learned a lot about like melee zombie combat with craftable weapons that break. We made Dead Dying Light, which yeah. is a better game on just about every way. Yeah, Why yeah. would we We've go back to the original ref- well? Clearly refined uh, first-person zombie game. Yeah. Why go back to Dead Island and, and keep trying to make Dead Island 2? It's not... Well, I, that, that says a lot about like THQ and just their whole business model. So it, it, it seems to have been very much dead after like Jaeger sort of putzed up the development. But THQ Nordic, who now has quite the uh list of games that they just are resurrecting for <laughs> poor exemplar fucking time splitters destroy all humans spongebob bikini bottom sphinx i don't uh, know what the hell red faction the time splitters one the red faction is never happening either that's a lie <laughs> well <laughs> they keep re-releasing it they've very clearly stolen the remaster throne from game get capcom yeah <laughs> Yeah. But, so it, ultimately this all begs the question is like do do these people know are do they know something that we don't about how money and business works cuz none of this can be making that much money. Like are they are they really praying that they hit like the the Spyro Crash Bandicoot nostalgia jackpot and just make hand over fist money one day. So they bought up so many IPs. And none of them are like high performing games, but they keep releasing them on every platform. 
Um, and they're they're missing the part of the the remaster re-release game that seems to you know at least work with Crash Team Racing, where you release the game with microtransactions in it. At least that way, <laughs> you've got you're getting a little bit more money out of it. Yeah, just yeah. re-releasing the SpongeBob games. I I feel like that was done for the headline more than to actually sell the game. Yeah, that that's kind of how I feel about it too. I, who's really going to buy that game? Like, <laughs> I knew of it. I heard it was okay. I, I I don't care that it exists at all. I know people that played it and loved it and are like, I <laughs> gaming's moved on since three four generations ago. I don't get it. I I also don't get Deep Silver and the decisions that they make either. They have yeah. like the the most it's the the biggest roller coaster of quality in their games that they release. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the the good news is that Deep Silver Dam Buster is the studio that took over Dead Island 2's development. Yeah, and I think didn't they just uh leak so, or someone made an announcement for that they're officially like most of the way through developing the story for Saints Row 5 or something along those lines? Oh, at uh, Volition? Yeah, but isn't that that's also a Deep Silver property, isn't it Saints Row? Yeah, Deep Silver publishes it, um, but they're all owned. It's all owned by THQ ultimately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, they said they were deep in development in the next uh, Saints Row game, which they probably had to say after the complete unmitigated dis- disaster that was Angels of Mayhem. So <laughs> they probably needed to keep, you know, investors and whoever confident in the fact that they're going to bounce back from that. Which is yeah. understandable. The Time Splitters one that you mentioned also confuses me a lot because I just maybe they're looking at the the recent success of classic FPSs and they're thinking they're going to be able to resurrect that with Time Splitters. Yeah, and cash in on that. They're taking an interesting approach to it. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but the original uh, head of the series they brought on to consult on the next game in that series. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't so, know that. So. I, you know, I, I don't know if that always works for every game because it, it sort of suggests they're stuck in the past, whereas um, other teams like id have completely moved forward and ignored the past almost entirely, except for like certain aspects of the game, like with Doom, like move real fast. Like that's basically all they kept and the guns and everything else is like completely revitalized. Like they didn't stick to the script at all. Um, I'm guessing that with something like that, especially with something like time splitters, which, you know, I think to try and describe what made a time splitters game, what it was is a bit more nebulous than doom or Wolfenstein. Yeah. So like saying like, Oh, we've got the original director back to consult. Don't worry about it. Kind of in the same way that they had John Carmack on the new doom. Yeah, just right. like, hey, we don't worry. We've got him here. He's going to write the <laughs> ship in the off chance that we accidentally make it a roguelike or something. <laughs> I mean, I'd play a shit out of a Doom roguelike, but neither did you ever nor play, there. Do you ever play that? Uh, the Doom roguelike thing, the, the top down one? No. Oh, yeah, it's really is, good. Is it actual Doom property? Uh, no, I, th- I think they've they've had to change the name for you know legal reasons. But um, Doom roguelike, it's, it's quite good. All right, I will look it up. Yeah, I check it out. It's it's a fun little uh, top down, <laughs> and that's anyway. my game of the week actually. So, oh, great <laughs> surprise! <laughs> Just get that out of the way I mean, now. It's, it's it's still a Bethesda off, so uh, no argument here. 
Yeah, I, I, it really just begs the question of whether THQ Nordic understands what a sunk cost fallacy is or they're so good with their money that this doesn't actually affect their bottom line. Like their development's so cheap on this game and has been that they're just like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll get it out eventually. Who cares? Yeah, that makes me feel like they're going to just knock something out, which, I mean, might make it indistinguishable in level of quality from Dead Island 1. I don't know, <laughs> but it, it's... Yeah. I, I don't have the feeling that it's going to be an amazing game if it's now <laughs> on its third developer and it's been in... I, I would have assumed it was in development hell because it just it's been so long and I think most people have forgotten about that series. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is in development hell. I, it sounds like the transition was recent. So if they do get a game out in the next year and a half, it's going to be rushed and it's probably not going to be very good. But, I mean, at, at the end of the day... Does THQ care? No. If if they've played their cards right, it's probably still going to make their money back, and that's probably all they can hope for at this point. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Now I, I guess we got our fireside chat. Yeah, we got our fireside chat. Um. Hey, so. Hey, Andy. Uh, hey. Hey. How you doing? How's How's it going? Yes. I never been better. Brent? Yeah, it's going pretty good here. How about you? Well, I don't like being whispered to. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's a very uh. It's me a little it's a very unsettling thing for someone to, to tell at you. To tell at you? To do to, <laughs> do to you. Tell you. Man, I, I can't. I Who can't gave get us word... a platform to speak? I can't words this. today. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's fine. You're, you're fired. I'm bringing Demetrius in next week. <laughs> Demetrius, who did not provide us with uh, topics for our fireside chat. Yeah. You know, she's it, fired. Too. <laughs> it's it's okay. I've uh, I've used a random noun generator. And it's given me a noun that I'm going to ask you what your thoughts are on. You ready? Yep. Give it okay. to me. I don't know why I had to set that up that way. What are your <laughs> thoughts on? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Antarctica? <laughs> on Antarctica. Um... Now, remember that no one technically lives there, so we can't be accused of being racist against Antarctica. <laughs> I mean, you can be racist against penguins, although they're... They're both black and white. So, well, at least oh, emperor penguins. <laughs> They're biracial. <laughs> all right, I hate this topic already. Antarctica. Well, what? What's left? Who? Okay, I can't get political. <laughs> uh, you know what? I can. I can. You know I can what? Pull up another. Let me pull up another one. Try again. Yeah. Let's try, right, try again. again. Let me, uh, a, it's a dangerous topic. I'm gonna reintroduce this this concept here in a second because that that went off the deep end. Very quickly. Oh, good church. That'll be that'll be good. <laughs> Let me tell you how I feel about the church, Andy. No, don't put this one away. No, please put this one away. Please, not... please make it stop. I, I wish I could. I'm clicking through them, and none of these are helpful. All Patriots. Right, Andy. Patriots no. can't do patriots. Yeah, that's that's worse than religious. Andy, I'm giving you my question. How about that? Okay, Andy. How do you feel about the fact that dogs cannot wipe their own asses? Does licking count as wiping? Do they always lick? Like when you wipe your ass, that implies that you've taken a dump and then you've cleaned your ass up. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm I'm following you so far. If <laughs> that if that I were to, my understanding. If I were to six hours later start licking my asshole and say, Oh, I just forgot to clean after I went shit, that 
it'd be pretty unsettling, especially if it was in the middle of a meeting or on a work day or something like that. I um, I would be I would be first shocked at how bendy you were, how flexible you were. <laughs> that's that's how you refer to humans who can bend. Flexible, not bendy. <laughs> bendy. Yeah, you're not gumby. Yes, like it like an alloy. <laughs> you know, I I can't say because I've not been around a lot of dogs. Um, I've never owned a dog. And I've not been around a lot of dogs after they've made. So I don't really know. Like, from my my limited experience, you know, actually, I don't really have a lot of knowledge here. Because even in the times I've been with people who have had dogs and we've gone out for a walk and the dog has made and needed to be <laughs> they needed to be cleaned up. I didn't really go down and inspect its asshole and say, okay, let's see what we've got here. What's... What's the integrity of this surface now? <laughs> What's going to happen to my carpet when this thing sits down? When we right. Out? And obviously that that's a risk. And maybe do- experienced dog owners would take the time to get in there and really take a gander at <laughs> their dog's <laughs> asshole and see what the state maybe, of it is. Maybe give a preliminary lick just to get the show on the road. Oh, God. <laughs> I think, I, what is I hate, happening? I hate this. Why would you make me think about this? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's something that stuck with me. So one, one time when I was like petting a cat, it was just sitting on me and I was petting it and it got up and I noticed that there was just like a, like a poop stain on my shirt. And I was like, Oh, do all animals have this problem where they just sit on things and they leave little poop circles? It scarred me. I literally think about it weekly. I don't doubt that. That seems like the kind of thing that you would fixate on. And it would, anytime <laughs> you were with someone with a dog, you would, you would be in your mind thinking like, how do I bring this up? How do I segue the conversation naturally into, do you ever have to wipe your dog's asshole? <laughs> how do I, how do I do that without seeming weird or seeming yeah. like I really need to know? You know, I've been called a bad conversationalist and I've no, never no, brought this that is... up once. <laughs> this, just, this just here. Is good conversation. I feel like this is bringing up topics <laughs> that, you know what? Here's your million dollar idea. And I'll, I hand this out to anyone who, who wants to take this on. If you could find some kind of, or build some kind of doggy bidet that you could have your dog stand on that would kind of clean its undercarriage before going inside, you know, there's, <laughs> there's probably money in that. Yeah, just uh, latches onto their, their rear legs and uh, when they pop a squat, just goes up and hoses them. You know, I think we just created a million dollar industry here, Andy. We're saving lives. We're helping people out. We're making the world a better place. <laughs> Somebody's got to. Yeah. So someone take that idea, build a device that will automatically shoot water at your dog's asshole. And uh, just make sure you, you contact us so we can put our names and face and blurb on the front of it. <laughs> every every week, I'm so grateful I mark this podcast as explicit. <laughs> I got a question yeah. for you. Because uh, I'm, I'm just going to segue away from this. I'm going to try to try to get back to our uh, Patriots again. Our PG roots. No, what are your feelings on ketchup and or catsup? Ooh, um, well, I don't care how, what you call it. I really don't. People get moody about catsup versus ketchup. Don't give a flying fuck. Um, I was trying to be about... inclusive with the introduction. Yeah, you know. Fuck the catsup, people. How about that? Excluded. 
No, I'm I'm kidding. Come back. Come back into the fold. We need you, viewer. Um, <laughs> the thing about ketchup is people always argue. So I, I hate ketchup. I'm going to put this plain, plainly <laughs> as possible. I hate ketchup. Every time someone tells me that I have to love ketchup because it's in other things that I like, I get so mad. Like when people say um, ketchup's just, it's the like barbecue sauce, just ketchup and brown mustard. It's like, eh, okay, I, I still hate ketchup. Ketchup <laughs> is just tomatoes and sugar. I hate sugar. I like tomatoes. Like, and that's, that's such a weird thing because that's like saying that if if you like drinking screwdrivers, you'd also love the taste of straight vodka. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fucking exactly. And yes, it's a hundred percent not the case. Yeah, I, I, I've never understood that argument. I don't know why people, and this has happened not once, not twice, probably just twice. <laughs> uh, people have argued, people have argued and slash gotten really mad at me for saying I don't like ketchup. And it's a lot of, like we're in America. I'm in Texas. It's, it's, there's a lot of motherfucking ketchup people. We are a ketchup um, society. We are a, definitely a ketchup society. I, I like. Sometimes on really shitty fries, I like ketchup, but that's the only use for ketchup. Like when you get the really shitty potato and not even they're like the hollowed out potato fries, basically McDonald's fries or like in and out fries, which are just cardboard, you know, rectangles. That oh, man. You, now you're going after in and out. I You just don't want to have anyone listen no, to this. In and out fry. Everyone knows in and out fries suck dick. In and out <laughs> makes great cheeseburgers. I'm not too, taking a hard stance here. This is it's too this little, is too late. Out. People have heard you. Yeah. People heard you rag on In and Out, and they immediately unsubscribed. They didn't even hear the end <laughs> of the sentence. They heard just know. heard the term In and Out. They heard the tone of your voice and said, right, "Fuck this guy." There's nobody's <laughs> talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, it's the same people that, that, like, I don't really like mayo on its own. I, I at least acknowledge that mayo can be utilized well and, like, made with sauces. Like, when I went to Belgium, like, every single sauce they make for fr- French fries is mayo-based, and they were all like, really good. Would I eat a French fry with just mayo? No, mayo's disgusting. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? But, you know, like, a thin layer on a BLT or something, like, works really well. Um but I, 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 I thought, I, I, I thought that my comments about Half-Life 2 last week were going to inflame people, but you are just upping, <laughs> you're upping the ante for, for hot takes and incendiary comments here. Just mayonnaise, ketchup, everything. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just such simple ingredients. Uh, my, my, my argument is probably that they're good base ingredients for other things that are much better, and on their own, they're not very good. I don't know why I brought mayo into this at all. I'm not trying to be inflammatory. <laughs> just, in, just trying to lay a groundwork a here. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm going to lay off that. Do you, do you have any hot takes on that topic? I mean, I'm fine with ketchup. It's not anything that I really ever seek out. I, I prefer mixed dips of some sort. You know, like I, even just ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together. I prefer to either one of them separate. Uh, yes. But I, I like like. I like buffalo sauce. I like the that kind of fry sauce that you get. You know, like like the Chick-fil-A, they call it their Chick-fil-A sauce. I think Wendy's calls it their sauce sauce right now. 
but it's basically ketchup, mayonnaise, a little bit of mustard and paprika, usually. Yeah. I, I'm always a fan of <laughs> whatever. Sauce. Yeah, it's the, same, it's the same everywhere. Slightly, sometimes they throw a little garlic salt in there, but it's exactly the same thing. I'm, a, I'm much more a fan of those in 99% of applications. Like, there are, I can't really think of a time where, when given the option, you know, if I go to like, like a Chick-fil-A and they have that whole rack of different sauces I can get. I'm not going to grab the ketchup or the mayo on its own ever. Yeah. Because there's so much other variety in there. Well, Chick-fil-A has a spicy ketchup. That's pretty good. I've never had that. Wait, is it Chick-fil-A? I, I don't, I've never seen that. And I was just, I Oh no, I'm Chick-fil-A thinking of Whataburger. Right? Sorry. I psyched oh, you out entirely. You don't man. have those. Suck it. I'm, I'm frantically going online, putting in a DoorDash order right now for, <laughs> For some chicken tenders and spicy ketchup. No, we don't. We don't have Whataburger up here. We've got. Oh no. Yeah, we got none of that. Actually, yeah. Uh, R- so Red Robin has a really good smoky ketchup. Like it's got that sounds liquid smoke in it and some a lot of black pepper. It's really tasty. But then at that point, it's not ketchup. It's something else. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. Like the spicy ketchup was like spicy enough where it didn't taste or like sort of have the texture of ketchup. Like it wasn't even that thick; it was like almost runny. Um, so I'd like it, it's it's a bit of a reach to call that ketchup. Here's mm. something incendiary, though. I'm gonna torch Church's chicken on. <laughs> they have no good dipping sauces for their chicken. <laughs> None. They have like honey mustard, ranch, and like mayonnaise. I was I didn't even know what to get. I, just have a buffalo at every chicken joint. Just buffalo <laughs> everywhere. Is is buffalo a regional thing? Like I know Buffalo specifically no. is a region, but does that is that as ubiquitous everywhere else as it is in the Northeast? You know, it's it's like 50-50. Um, if you go to a place that serves some sort of chicken or at least has some claim to fame with chicken, about 50% of them have their take on Buffalo sauces. They're not that great for the most part. There's a couple good places, but mostly they just have like a spicy sauce or they don't even fucking bother at all. Um but okay. there's still plenty of places. It's not like a rare thing down here. Okay. That's fair. Well, hmm. I, I'm with you. I'd rather, I, I'm not as, as anti-ketchup or mayonnaise as you are. I can handle them just fine. But I would almost always mix them with something else. Yeah, yeah. Even even mayo, I've like grown to like, like I said, like a thin layer on a sandwich. But ketchup, no purpose. Moving on from these incendiary comments entirely, we're going to move directly into our showcase. Uh, yes. All right. All right. Andy. Yes. Wolfenstein Youngblood. Mm, I'd rather not. Oh. I, I'll, I'll pass, if that's okay with you. Well, I don't really want to, I don't want to talk about Rage 2 either. I didn't really have a lot of fun with it. I thought I was having fun until the game kept breaking every 10 fucking seconds on me. Oh, wow. I, I thought I was having fun until the game made bad decisions every 10 seconds on me. <laughs> well, at it's least good to that see that Bethesda has, has adopted a unified design philosophy of <laughs> not fun games that uh, remind you how not fun they are every couple of seconds. <laughs> well, episode 10, the most incendiary episode of Game Off podcast. We're going to bash just about everything you know and love. I, I don't know if we're going to we're going to anger a lot of people going after Rage 2 and Wolfenstein Youngblood yeah. though. These yeah, are there's a lot of people that really defend Bethesda to the to the end, the bitter end. 
mostly I could, Skyrim being there. I could, first yeah, I could see that a decade ago. Fell in love with. Back, yeah. back with Skyrim and, and New Vegas being the last two things they put out. Okay, <laughs> you guys doing all right? And then, uh, and then they did everything else. Yeah, and yeah. the Bethesda hype peaked at Fallout Four, and then people got over Fallout Four pretty quickly. And I, I really liked Fallout Four. Not, it's not as good as New Vegas, but neither here nor there. Um, well, I, I'll start talking with you about Young Blood. I, I can start off. Um, Wolfenstein Young Blood is, oh, it's just it's a first-person shooter. It's co-op. It's kind of a live-service type game. Wait, like what? It, it's. It's like they wanted to make a live service game and also wanted to leverage an existing IP that they had rights for that was you know, in good standing. It had a lot of cachet. And then they just took a bunch of other ideas that didn't really make sense, but were in games that were currently popular and just shoved them in there. Like, they, it's it's like Borderlands almost in this kind of, you're wandering around this open world that's made up of smaller sections that have frustrating frustrating load times between them and then there are missions that you can do in each area and the missions are you know go over here and interact with this object or go over here and kill this guy or go over here and free these people which is essentially just interacting with that object um and then so it's open world yeah but no (laughs) it's open world like Imagine you took. See, you played the Dishonored series, right? Uh, I played half of the first one. Okay, so this is also Arcane, and it has their level of detail in the level design. You know, they're very well designed levels, as far just as far as very detailed. You don't feel like you're hitting invisible walls. Everything feels natural. You don't feel like things have been copied and pasted and reused. You know, you walk into these different burnt out apartments, and they do feel and they're laid out differently. So that's all great. But if you imagine a bunch of Dishonored levels that were just connected at, because of a couple of doorways and like each of those doorways had a load time between them of interact with it, load the next level. And that's kind of how it's open world. Like they're all connected, but it's not, and you can go through them whenever you want, but it's not open in the sense of like a Borderlands or another, or another open world game. And you've got a little hub area where you pick up missions, and I think that's it. I don't, I don't really know what else you do there. I, I could you interact with people to get more missions, and you can do some daily challenge kind of stuff. And you just you've got your mission list like Borderlands, and you walk around. And say, okay, I'm gonna go do this. All right, that takes me to this area. I go there. I kill this guy. Okay, that one's done. Go to the next one. Go to this area. But it's just it's. Oh, it's so anemic. There's nothing there. It's so. It, there's no love in it. It's very cynical. Like, there's no. Cynical it doesn't work. Storytelling wise, cynical. It's it's it feels very much like the decisions were made because they wanted to be able to say it's an open world game. It has missions and side quests. You can do them in any order that you want. There's weapons that you can upgrade. There's stuff that you can, but like none of it is in service to the fun of the game. You know, the, the weapons can all be upgraded, but it's just Wolfenstein weapons. 
and you're not upgrading them to have huge differences in the way that they that they interact you're not changing hugely changing like oh like with uh with doom where you'd upgrade it and like oh now it shoots five mini rockets rather than one big rocket or now it shoots grenades <laughs> instead like it's just the accuracy is a bit better and does a bit more damage and it's got a different scope yeah it's well this is garbage then that means you're just giving me shit weapons and then making me <laughs> earn them to be okay weapons yeah it, so I, I have feelings about that because the only place that like nuance changes like that have a place are with truly difficult games like in dark souls games one one of the biggest um one of the biggest parts of the game is leveling up and like stop uh, banking your souls and getting a level up that only gives you like a minor point in something but in that game it goes a long way even though it's plus one strength doesn't seem like a lot, but you can immediately go out into the field and feel the difference. In a game this, like Wolfenstein, I don't like. How it, does that work? It poorly. It works very poorly. <laughs> is how it works. Yeah. It, yeah. it works in a way that's not all that fun. You know, I, I think the best way to summarize this, and I'm going to su- summarize it very quickly before I get back into details, is <laughs> I bought this game. I bought it for me and a friend of mine last week, and many Wait, nights did, they they did the. Uh, the free friend thing, didn't they with us? I couldn't a hundred percent tell what the hell that meant. And like, I couldn't tell, okay, if I host for a while and there's problems where like me hosting, maybe he should try hosting. Can he do that? So we just, we just bought two copies of the game. Um, and the, and the off chance that it was fun and we would want to play it single player as well, which thank God that didn't happen. Um, we, we got this game last week (laughs) and many nights that we were intending to play this game, we ended up just playing Gems of War instead. Gems of War being that free uh, spiritual successor to Puzzle Quest on mobile. We're not That's talking about out. Gems of War again on the podcast, Andy. No, we're not. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Move on. But, like, I found myself just more engaged by that than this new Wolfenstein <laughs> that was released. Like, the, mecha- oh, the shooting mechanics are great, but... Like as far as actual shooting feels good, but the enemies are such bullet sponges and their <laughs> armor system is garbage and you take so much damage so quickly. Like it doesn't feel like a Wolfenstein game in the run and gun shoot people and, and feel like a bad, like you feel so fragile. It's, it's like they're playing Wolfenstein and you're playing rainbow six. You just <laughs> go down so quickly and there are uh, boss mo- enemies that you fight and they just kill you in one hit. And I, this is, this isn't fun. I, 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 am just, I, I can't right. even coalesce my thoughts into coherent statements. The, the, yeah. there's the bones of a good game in there, and then they just broke them all. <laughs> so, well, if you, if you guys don't want to hear both me and Andy shouting about two shitty first-person shooters this week, <laughs> should skip, probably skip ahead to next week's episode. Yeah. Next week, we'll be talking about two really good games. We'll be talking about Fire Emblem, and I don't think you actually decided on a game, did you? Yeah, and no, I'm just going to go with Iron Fury. I think that's the safest way ah, to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in for that. <laughs> but anyway, I, I don't have many good things to say about Rage 2 either. In fact, I think my notes are just a long list of bugs. <laughs> um, I was Every time I thought I was having fun, the game would just break on me. Uh, the game broke... Um, the, I had a game breaking bug 
within before I had even gotten out of the tutorial. Um, wow. I, should, I should actually stage the game so people know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I'm yeah. so angry that I just want to start reaming it immediately. And this is a game I was actually kind of excited for because it's developed by the same team that did the Mad Max game, and it sort of had a lot oh, of so similarities good. to that. Yeah, Avalanche Studios, um, and so they they outsourced the development. It was developed in house previously at uh, ID, right? Was it? Yeah, I, yeah. I think that that was uh, their pre Doom game. Yeah, yeah, they they sort of putzed up the development on that, and it took a long time, and Rage came out, and nobody really gave a shit about it. It was supposed to be Were you this, talking like, about it John Goodman in it? Nobody gave a shit about it, <laughs> and it came out, and it received really mediocre reviews, um, and it, it was in development for, like, what, eight, nine years? Like, it was just, it was, it was cancer. And it came out, and they, they put it beyond, put it past them, behind them and they started developing really really good games after that so at some point some executive at bethesda was like we created this new ip and we're gonna die with it so they outsourced the <laughs> development to avalanche um avalanche who does just cause and the mad max game that i mentioned before and they do some consulting slash other work for other teams um, I was a big fan of the Mad Max games. Um, basically, just like Mad Max, it's an open world. Rage 2 is an open world game. Uh, heavily uh, built around vehicular combat. Uh, Rage 2 actually uses the same engine, the Apex engine, as Mad Max. So they basically just offloaded Rage 2 entirely on Avalanche. And we're like, ah, fuck what we did. You know, do your best. <laughs> you guys figure um, it out. You guys figure this shit out. Like we're, we're hoping, praying for you. Um, and honestly, if the game had maybe ten more months of polish and adding content to the game, it could have been a really good game. Because sometimes the game shines. Um, it's a first-person shooter, so sometimes you're in combat and you have these like mystical abilities in this post-apocalyptic world, and you're just blasting people away. And then other times your HUD breaks and you don't know how much health you have and you're getting shot in the face and then you try to use your health packs and you can't do it. And the audio is still playing from your car that you exited five minutes ago and you can't get that to go away. <laughs> and <laughs> these are all really, hypotheticals, right? Yeah, yeah. Hypotheticals that I definitely didn't experience on the, the last night of me playing it all back to back. As a notification, I didn't, I decided to stop playing the game because I was just not enjoying it anymore. Um, I probably got about halfway through the game. Um, the game wasn't changing dramatically, dramatically enough for me to say, Hey, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Despite all of these game breaking bugs. I don't know. Something about Mad Max really kept me in that world. Maybe because it wasn't completely broken. It was just sort of like there was a blandness to it that you can get over. Um, like there wasn't a lot in the world, but like there was but, a lot of cool characters. And in the Mad Max world, it kind of made sense for there not to be a lot in the world. Like it, it was, yeah, it, it was desolate and it wasn't like it had only become desolate 10 minutes ago. Yeah. That world is literally called the wasteland. So it, that in definitely makes sense. And you'd have to drive a couple minutes to get to things. And you know, it, it really felt immersive in its own ways 
even if the combat wasn't that good and some of the storytelling was a bit fucking corny. This yeah. game storytelling's terrible. Truly is, terrible. Is there a story? Like a real actual story and plot that's going on? Or is it kind of just one of those like doom where it's enough to keep you moving? Um, yeah, it's sort of enough to keep you moving. Uh, I, I, the, the story is literally like someone important to you dies in the opening mission and you take up this ranger armor so that you can, you know, save your city, quote unquote, but you don't actually ever go back to the city, at least in the half the game that I played. So you don't <laughs> seem to care that much about it. It's literally just an excuse to usher you into the world and get okay. you doing stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's as much, uh, staging as I'll give for rage Two. it's very dystopian, very much a similar wasteland style to, uh, Mad Max, though it has, you know, a lot more color because I don't know they thought that would give it a lot more personality and it does to a certain extent, but it doesn't save the, uh, entire game from complete damnation. Hmm. Yeah. You know, actually, I realized I didn't explain the plot of Wolfenstein at all. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Go for it. <laughs> so, um, very quickly, Wolfenstein Youngblood takes place 20 some odd years after Wolfenstein New Colossus. You play as one of the two daughters in the, of, in the 80s, too, right? In the 80s, yes. Because so that it, game takes place in like the 40s or 50s. Yeah, yeah. the first one took place in the, I think, the 60s and then... Um, in the you know, the fifties and then the sixties going to the seventies for for the new Colossus. I should know. I just finished replaying New Colossus like two <laughs> weeks ago in preparation for Young Blood. Getting myself super hyped. stamps at the beginning of every mission, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there is. Um, I didn't pay attention. The <laughs> Demetrius. So it's twenty years after the end of of. New Colossus, you play as one of the two daughters of BJ Blazkowicz, either Jess or Soph, who are going to find BJ because he's gone missing. You are in uh, liberated the United States and you are going to continue are still occupied by Nazis Paris to find your dad. And you play as one of the two sisters. If you are playing online, your co-op partner plays the other. It doesn't matter which one you pick. They're identical. And you, if you're playing on, on your own, you have horrible AI that takes care of your sister. And the best thing, I mean, one of the best things that they added to the game are those two new characters. I really like Jess and Soph as, as characters. They're, you know, these teen, I think they're supposed to be 17 or 18, but they act, they, they're written like teenagers and their interactions and their conversations back and forth in this stupid sometimes cringy humor is the kind of humor that you see siblings have yeah like it's silly and a kind of embarrassing at times but in the way that siblings are embarrassing when they're they've got all of their inside jokes and they've got all of their kind of ways of interacting with each other that are over the top <laughs> so i heard i saw a lot of complaints about them and how they didn't didn't like them whether they were, they were badly written i don't I don't agree with that. I thought that they were actually one of the better parts of the game were the two of them in there. Every, like every time you go into a loading screen in an elevator, there's like one of, I don't know, 20 different animations that plays little cutscenes of them. Like sometimes they're dancing, sometimes they're yelling at each other. Sometimes they're playing jokes on each other while in the elevator waiting for the next level to load. Oh, cool. It's very charming. 
does do you get that same experience in the single player? Uh, you get the some of it because they do just interact with each other and shout stuff out to each other all the time, and you kind of get this the story back and forth. But one of the other main mechanics is this like uh pump up perk. I don't know what, I remember what the term they use for it, but if you're within the the a range of your sister, you can give like a thumbs up and it'll heal them a little bit. Yeah. Or you can you can choose a bunch of different things that you can do. You can yell at them and get them up when they've been knocked down. You can heal part of their armor and health or all of their health or all of their armor or give them other little boosts for things. And they'll yell stuff to each other. Let, you know, very supportive, like, you got this or you're kicking ass or you're fucking awesome, which is a cute little <laughs> thing. And it Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mechanically, there are problems with it, but conceptually it works and it kind of does a good job with the idea that this is a story about two sisters. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I was most interested about the game um, was that there was like a lot of my favorite games. There's a certain camaraderie involved and it's a lot of times it's with a pet or something. Mm. Just the fact that you're not alone on this journey goes a long way in like building this interesting world and creating this like false sense of comfort and often setting up like, dramatic events later on yeah it does that pretty well and you know you do feel like these are two different girls that are sisters you know they have slightly different accents obviously you're played by different voice actresses and they have slightly different personalities but also similar enough where they do feel like they were raised in the same house mm. it, it, like that it, very well done and it, playing that with another person while you know you're also like playing with playing with a buddy of mine and we're talking on discord while we're playing this. So there's kind of like a dual layer of camaraderie in there, which is interesting because you're, you know, you're both reacting to the kind of silly, cringy things they're saying and doing. So it's, it's nice. That part of it was really good. It was, if it was in a better game, it'd be great. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll get to why it's not so great even more later. Yeah. So what's what, what are we what are we hitting next? What's the next? Uh, let's let's talk about uh, definitive gameplay mechanics. Okay. Rage two, Rage two. I'll keep it pretty simple. It has like a focus mechanic that's basically superpowers. Um, okay. You can you can use focus abilities. You get like four of them. You also more annoyingly have to use focus to repair your car, which takes a fucking eternity. I don't know why. I'd rather just drive halfway across the map and just have it repaired instantly by driving through a gas station or some shit. Um, you also have to like um, mine. I'll, I'll leave it at that. You have to mine things so that you can upgrade. Mm. It's like a nanotrites, I believe they're called. You have to use your focus to get that. And it's just like literally just holding a button, staring at the same place. And then you have to do that like eight, eight to 20 times. Sometimes it takes like four seconds. Um, Why do games still do that? But, Watching things get mined just isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know, man. Trust me. I just <laughs> lived it. Um, the experience, I, I'll call it the definitive mechanic because it's just about the only thing that sets it apart from other shooters other than the vehicular combat, which I will say is really reminiscent of Mad Max, so that I, I won't say it's definitive. Um, I liked the vehicular combat. I think it holds up pretty well. Um, 
even in this day and age where there's a lot of games that do it now, where when Mad Max came out in, I think, 2014, there was not many games doing it. And even then, nobody really cared that Mad Max was doing it. But I liked it a lot. Yo, and Mad um, Max is great. And a lot of games that were doing vehicular combat were doing it really lazily, like Borderlands. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst vehicular combat. And it's, oh, it's so bad. Infinitely better than that game. Infinitely better. Although there were some, there were actually a lot of parallels I could draw between Rage 2 and Borderlands. And it was always the things that I didn't like about Borderlands. <laughs> like the, like the fucking humorous arena where everyone's taking murder lightly and stuff. Like just uh, never feels, uh, like never goes over really well. It's like, ah, oh, you just killed a thousand of my best henchmen. How silly. Here's a medal. Like, I, this is, okay. Mm. <laughs> Thanks. And it's part of the main story, like at least in some of the Borderlands, it's like a side thing. But anyway, yeah, I, so with Focus, you can get certain abilities. Um, the game's heavily upgradable um, to the point where it, it's a lot more interesting upgrades than what you were describing in uh, Wolfenstein. It They do a lot of things like you get, you get double jumps and glides and stuff for when you upgrade um, your jump pack stuff um what else you, you basically have like a what do they call in mass effect it's called supernova or a singularity where it sort of warps people around it's almost the oh, exact yeah. same ability um they have that and it, that ability can you, you can throw it further because when you first get it it's literally just like drop it in front of you which isn't super handy but at towards the end you can just lob this thing so I, I, I will say that the focus abilities uh, hold up in the game. If I ever got really into the game, I well, while I was starting to get further into the game, I realized I was just using it less. Um, playing on one day, there's only like four difficulties. I was playing just above normal, but not the hardest because they just added like some insane difficulty. So... Are Whatever still the hardest playing was. the game that are going to get this new difficulty. They, I think they added two new difficulties and like a uh, single single life mode, and yeah, literally just days ago, like after really? I stopped playing it. Yeah, um, and they do like weekly events too. So there's there's some service aspects to the game, but neither here nor there. But yeah on the on the harder difficulties if you're running around trying to use your abilities like dashing in and doing a warp blast and then throwing a singularity down so i'm gonna keep calling it singularity because it's literally just the mass effect ability so it's not <laughs> even that unique i guess but it, it just felt completely arbitrary when you got to the more difficult stuff like later in the game you start facing harder enemies, uh, more challenging things. And at that point, it's just, it turns into a cover shooter. So I, I need to sit back and use my focus. Focus also draws yeah. in health for you. So it's like, I got to kill a few guys, draw in some health, wait until I recover a bit, and then pop back out. So, that's, not, that's not the running, gunning, looter shooter that they advertised. It's, it's not... And I, I, maybe I fault myself for playing on the harder difficulties, but I like playing games on harder difficulties when they're tuned correctly. So yeah. I, I played Doom on a hard difficulty. That game holds up real well. Like, oh, that's you're a still, blast to play a hard mechanic. difficulty. Yeah, 
you still it's still the exact same gameplay. You just got to be a little bit better and do a little bit more damage. Um, this game seems to uh, it, basically on normal. I imagine that you're just a god and you could run doing whatever the fuck you want because that's the only way that this gameplay would be fun. Um, <laughs> but I mean, the shooting was tight, but I, I, the the definitive mechanic was the focus and it was impressive. It's just a matter of the game not being tuned correctly. And I will leave it at that. Okay. Okay. That's fair. I'd say the definitive mechanic of Wolfenstein Youngbloods is that kind of co-op helping each other up thing. It's, it's the only thing I can think of that doesn't seem like it was completely lifted from another open world looter shooter game. And not that lifting things from other games is, is bad. You know, you can do it very well and you can make very good games based entirely around mechanics from other games. Uh, and developers of all stripes and sizes have done that. But this was just... Nothing new was really added other than this, you know, lifting people up. And it, even that, because they have this whole... You have to earn coins in game and you have to get the take the coins and take them to the upgrade your upgrade screen and then you buy the different that's okay now you can do uh karate chops in the air and then that'll give you and your sister both full armor or you can do a different <laughs> thing and that like and it's just oh and, and uh, on the topic of coins in, in on the ground I don't know how they've managed to do this in three Wolf... now actually four Wolfenstein games in a row. Picking up... Having to manually pick up coins and ammo and armor off the ground is a horseshit mechanic. It's not fun. You just segued into the worst design decision from Rage 2. You have to do that in Rage 2 as well. Bethesda, what the fuck? If you're going to get Arcane to design you these gorgeous environments, why are you having me look at the fucking floor for eight hours? <laughs> as a, or directly as a, into boxes. I'm taking this 16-year-old Steel girl shit. and I'm rubbing her against every fucking rack of armor, trying to hit <laughs> the magic spot that I can hit the E button to pick up five... Like, if there's it's no so reason why I wouldn't want to pick up the armor, then just pick it up. Like, I get it. At least... In the old Wolfenstein games, you know, in the uh, new or uh, New Order and New Clause, whatever the fuck they were called, there was that mechanic of like you could overcharge your health, and it would slowly drain down. So, okay, so you're at ninety five health. You don't want to automatically pick up the thing that gives you an additional hundred health right now. Yeah, yeah. fine. You're on, you're I, on a timer. I get that, but for armor and for ammo, and this game is so fucking stingy with ammo. It makes you constantly shift around to different weapons, which you know you have, and you have this great like, oh, you can combo whatever dual wielding that you want, but it doesn't save your combo of dual wielding. So if you switch off to anything else, you have to go, okay, all right, I was using an SMG in one hand and a pistol in the other. Okay, never mind. All right, I had to go to the shock as a back, set the pistol, yeah. then switch to dual wield, then set the. That's, that's a problem with the core games too. To be fair, yeah, and it is, but this game. It, this game, uh, my my whole, uh, um, my definitive mechanic is just switching over to bad de- design decisions. So, 
for those of you keeping it home at score or score at home, I spent three seconds on that. I've moved on to bad design decisions because it's just full of them and it's not full of of unique game mechanics. (laughs) They they respawn enemies around you all, all the time. Enemies just respawn in these kind of small hallway and indoor areas. So you're constantly being attacked. And if you try mm-hmm. to fall back to an area to, for safety, you're just being attacked by guys that respawned there. Which is dumb. And it's double dumb in a single player game that I can't pause if I'm playing single player offline because this game is designed for co-op. <laughs> now, they, they're they're fixing that in an upcoming patch. They're 1.0.4 and 1.0.5 patches are supposed to be are going to be fixing a lot of the things that I'm talking about like how spongy the the enemies are, which is not fun in a game that's about shooting. Yeah. You want to feel like a god killing all these, like, mm, oh, I'm just so angry yeah, about this. I don't want to, I don't even want to talk like about it. mechs in this 80s alternate universe. Or were there? Oh, there are Spoilers. huge fucking mechs that take forever to kill. Uh, and they're not fun to fight because they do way too much damage. And... Like, if you remember in Borderlands, you'd you'd occasionally have to fight these huge guys, but it was such an open area. You could run around, yeah. you could strafe, you could take cover behind things. This is in all in the narrow streets of Paris and in indoor environments. So you can't take cover. Why are there mechs here? <laughs> you can't, like, when you're playing Borderlands or, or a similar game, you can see on the horizon, oh, there's a bandit camp over there. You can, yeah. you know, get get out of your car, use a, a high scope rifle to look at the oh shit, there's a bunch of guys over there. I'm gonna veer west and avoid them. But this, you just you turn a corner of the street, it's like, oh shit, you just aggroed a bunch of dudes, and you aggroed this tower that just keeps shooting drones forever. So uh, good fucking luck to you. It's just Oh, it's it's so many bad design decisions. Like it feels like it's just trying to stop me from having fun. Anytime I got close to having fun in this game as, oh, cool, I got, because I, 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 I loved playing around. This is one of the few games I've played where SMGs are a viable option. Every other, you know, first person shooter I've played or third person shooter I've played in a long time, SMGs are garbage. <laughs> they've got good pistols that are like high accuracy, high damage, and they've got good rifles. But, you know, the SMGs are always like, oh, it sprays and it's low damage. So they're Halo good free. for. They're kind of good. Kind of. Kinda. But in this, like, I play through most of the game when they allow me to have ammo for it with pistols and the their version of the micro Uzi. And it's a lot of fun. I love dual wielding games. And I love games where I can fire independently with left and right click. But they just give you no ammo for it. And Yeah. Like, I don't I don't even want to think about it anymore. I, I it's just such a frustrating game. Such a waste yeah. of a game. Yeah, that's a shame. What, what um, was your worst mechanic? Oh, uh, we already we already covered it. I no. I truly hated how I you would spend so much time in all of these different camps just picking shit up. I feel like that was half of the game gameplay, like just picking up materials for crafting grenades or health stems, stuff like that. Stuff that I should be able to just walk by and it just pools onto me, like I'm washed over by delicious materials. Suddenly it's this massive chore just to get enough crafting materials to make one stim pack. I 
And that's a problem that's already been solved with Borderlands. Borderlands 1, you held down the pickup button and it sucked everything in within a radius. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't don't give me a second job. I work hard enough. <laughs> Why do you not want me to play your games, Bethesda? Yeah. Why do you want me to, like, fight with your games? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, even this game, I sort of struggled to say that there was a best moment. I wanted to say it was when I fought this beast in this giant tunnel, but even then, that was kind of like, all you needed to do is move faster than it. I, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to the positives of the game because I, I want to be <laughs> even keeled about this, but I, I will say, I don't think there was any single moment where I just was like, wow, I can't wait to recommend this to my friends. Like I, I, or I know somebody that this game is for, and I guess this will also eclipse the, who's this game for. I don't think it's for anyone. <laughs> I, 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 I can't, I, Maybe Andy, because he had a uh, pre-existing interest in the game. I'm curious about his take on the game. Otherwise, I would I couldn't recommend this game to a single human being. Um, the so uh, the positives of the game are, as I've already described, the vehicle combat is good. Why why did I have so much trouble saying those words? Vehicle combat. <laughs> your your, uh, your ma- mind didn't want you to say them. It's trying yeah. to tell you something. <laughs> I am from the America. Yes. Um, it in a lot of ways, it does feel like the Mad Max game. Like I, I really liked the things that it did like Mad Max. Um, I did like the world, even though it was sparse and there wasn't much to do. What I didn't like is having this. These, the worst part about Mad Max is having these stupid fucking objectives in every location, like to loot all of the crates. That exact same mechanic is in fucking Rage 2. So you're mm-hmm. sur- you're spending way too much time in these locations because you're not finding this one crate that has loot in it. And it tells you you're missing this crate. You haven't finished this location yet. (laughs) And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm not leaving here until I get this crate. And so I look around for 10 minutes. I can't find it. I Google it. I'm like, oh, it's in the the, behind the fucking staircase on the fucking third floor or something stupid. I thought I was talking about positives, but here we go again. Thanks for age two. Um, the superpowers are really easy to use, at least on consoles, because there's only like four slots for them. So it's either, you know, hold right bumper down and use any of the, the Y, X, A, B buttons and bam, using a superpower. Uh, the, the characters are fairly interesting. Um, that was one thing they did pretty well in the Mad Max games. They, they you, you interact with some pretty cool, interesting people. Some of them turn on you. Some of them help you out a lot. Some of them are drunks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Um, there, there was there were some minor things to enjoy in the game, but there was nothing that was really, really inspired me. Like I, I kept going because I kept being like, this is this is Mad Max 2 for me. I'm so happy. And <laughs> then the game kept being like, I'm glad you're happy. Here's a, here's a sack tap. No, like, oh, no, that hurt. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll wrap I'll wrap up my entire rage Two spiel by saying that it's it's not the first person open world shooter that you were hoping for because just like rage one it is did didn't know what it wanted to do and somehow it still released too soon somehow. <laughs> I, I hate hearing that i wanted it to be good i wanted rage 2 to be good i was excited for it i was excited to play it too 
even after the initial bad reviews came out, I was like, well, you know, I like garbage though. So <laughs> maybe I'll still like this. Yeah, me too, man. I'm, I'm definitely going to rank Anthem above this game. And I think since I've originally ranked Anthem, I've done nothing but fucking rail on that game. Yeah, you but have Anthem. Anthem is a better game than Rage 2. Hot take. Well, I will. There's so many worse mechanics in mine. I will wrap mine up uh, by just saying that, like, my best moment that I can remember playing this game single player on its own was when I was watching the series finale of Jane the Virgin while playing the game. <laughs> uh, it's obviously no spoilers if you haven't seen it already, but it's it's a great send off for that show you know they deserved i would have loved to see it go on for more years but it it was great and uh, you know it it ended in the only way it could and you got resolution and so a couple of really good cameos that i wasn't expecting so it was, she was finally nice. find love she did she did and uh it's very sweet it's very sweet very heartwarming uh, there's a couple of surprises in there that i didn't see coming that were <laughs> like they didn't change the plot all that much yeah. but it did it was like, oh, that's that's cute how they tied that up or how they tied that back into the story. Um, it was really good. So do, do the castle finale next. <laughs> oh, man. More, Th- more shows ca- people care about. That castle finale may be one of the few things that I was more disappointed by <laughs> than Wolfenstein Youngblood. <laughs> Segway. Because if you remember, the castle finale was the one where they just... I don't you don't remember? No, you don't remember. Court. Like they clearly filmed the final episode and then got canceled because the, the, they had this cliffhanger of both of them getting shot, and then it just comes to a, t- a title card of seven years later, and it's them in their apartment with kids smiling, having breakfast, and then end of show. What the fuck? It's <laughs> amazing. Spoiler alerts. Yeah, sorry. Spoilers for the series finale of Castle. If you're the four people who care about that who haven't seen it yet oh <laughs> uh, uh, all right yeah so it, i would recommend jane the virgin to anyone who uh really enjoys kind of fourth wall breaking kind of semi-surreal you know uh fantastical reality uh comedy dramas i would recommend wolfenstein youngblood to people with too much money not enough sense People who are really just really want to kill new Nazis in the least fun way possible. uh, Or people who are looking to make a video about how SJWs are ruining games by putting women in everything. There's a lot of footage you could get because, you know, the two main characters are female. So if that's what you're looking for, just to fill out a video about that, you could use footage (laughs) from this game. Yeah, that's those are my recommendations. Great. Great. And and feel free to target audience. If you wanna, if you wanna talk about the Jane the Virgin finale, f- please tweet at me directly at Solitalker on Twitter, and we can uh, we can get into it. Well, I mean, we we came in under an hour fifteen for the first time in a billion years, so I mean, we could burn a good forty five minutes talking about Jane the Virgin. I have you are you caught up? No, of course not. Okay, well let me, let me start. From, how when did you stop watching? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've been Arcadia, Brent Langevin, A-R-K-E-Y-D-I-A. Are we, are we putting these on, uh, are we ranking these? Yeah. Oh, you already said that, you already said that you're putting it, are you like putting it directly above Anthem? Is that your definitive? <laughs> I wasn't sure. If no, that... no, I just really didn't want to talk about Jane the Virgin. Okay, um, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. yeah, let's, let's, let's do what this show is actually about. As, as I was rushing to <laughs> try my and change the, the subject. Sand. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So looking at this, uh, this is always the, the best part of the show. And I stare at a list that no one else can see. Uh, it's definitely better than Anthem. Anthem's currently number eight out of 13. Uh, it's not better. Oh, wait, no, I said it's worse than Anthem. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, worse than Anthem. It's it's definitely worse than Void Bastards. It might be worse than New Dawn. Yeah. And I think it's actually like, if I was to compare it to a game, I would say it is New Dawn. I mean, um, there definitely are a lot of comparisons you could make between it and New Dawn. Yeah. I am. Well, what's your take on it? I, I'd say Far Cry New Dawn sounds better because there are, there are parts of, like, Far Cry New Dawn was just dull in a lot of ways to me it didn't have some of the same it didn't have the issues of like being super buggy or being poorly thought out in a lot of mechanical ways far cry new dawn was just not great all right uh Uh, there you have it rage 2 is coming in after far cry i completely accept that analysis i'm gonna put wolfenstein young bloods also yeah, Ab- I'm gonna put it's, it above it's just Rage young blood, Two, isn't it? A young blood, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm gonna put I it above you said Rage it first Two jokingly. because, above Rage two. wow, oh, because it does. It didn't have any bugs that I ran into. There were a lot of bad design decisions, but it was a it, the game. Other than a couple of disconnects, which you know, it's impossible to tell whether that's the game or not. Um, it ran fine. I didn't run into any bugs. Yeah. I, you know, there were never any graphical glitches or anything like that. So I, I have to give it at least that. So I'm sitting here staring at Rage 2 and Crackdown 3, and mm-hmm. I put Rage 2 above it sort of as a knee jerk reaction. And I'm asking myself why I did that because <laughs> Crackdown 3, I actually enjoyed. Yeah. It was a stupid fucking game um, with a lot of problems, but that was a fun game that I finished. And I enjoyed the time I spent with it. I'm yeah, I'm moving that down. Switch it Crackdown up. Three is a better game for sure. I'm going to put Young Blood right between Crackdown Three and Rage Two. So I will I will put that there at spot number twelve. Wow. So, so just eking it out because it wasn't technically broken. We got two games that are real near the bottom of the list this week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. not not uh, great. Not great at all. So at number 12 out of 15, we're going to have Wolfenstein Youngblood. 13 out of 15 is Rage 2. And the only two games below that are Apex Legends and Division 2. Both reviewed by Andy. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, we've, we've done ranked them. We have. That leaves us to uh, thank our producer, Demetrius. Thank you, Demetrius. And thank you. And Godspeed editing this episode. Yep. Got that checked off. Uh, I've been Andrew, a.k.a. Solitalker. S-O-L-I-T-A-L-K-E-R. I think. Yeah. That sounds about right. I, I came in early with my extra, so I'm going to say good night and I love you. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>